Hello again, and welcome to Baseball Mainly. I'm your host, Jess Monticello, on this beautiful winter day in Detroit. I don't know if there is such a thing as a beautiful winter day. There isn't. I'm so ready for Florida. <laughs> and with us today, Corey Sir Patrick Stewart. I'm ready for baseball, Jess. I'm just ready. Oh, I hear you, man. I, I, I get to I get to throw a little and uh, bat a little in the gym on Saturdays with a high school team, and uh, and man, I just want to get outside. I know. And run. I need fresh air. And and and, and I mean, use that term loosely, running. <laughs> but I I, I I I just can't wait for some good weather. I know. And maybe that makes it more special here. Yeah. Also with us today. Ethan the Statman Perlman. Hello. So what's going on, Ethan? What's happened since the last we met? Since the last we met, um, you know, it's just gotten colder out. (laughs) But, you know, it might get a little bit warmer, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to all this snow being gone. Yes. And, uh, you know... Playing some wiffle ball or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to try and get a wiffle ball league going here. What do you think? I think that's a great I idea. I think it's a smart idea. Tony yeah. said he'll join in. Yeah. Or, or maybe go out behind the building and draw a big box on mm-hmm. the side of the building and get a rubber ball. Mm-hmm. Did you do that when you were kids? Yeah, yeah. I never did that, but I, I, I've seen that before. Could I hit the square, you know, on the wall? No. Yeah, if the ball I could, hits never, the, hit it. could it, never hit it. The ball no. hits the square. It's a strike. Yep. It, you know, if you swing and miss, it's a strike. It's mm-hmm. outside. And you, you just keep track. You don't have to run or anything. No. You just bat yep. and throw. Yeah. With three of us. We call we, them ghost players. Yeah. So that way, one guy you can know. be in the oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We called it Invisible Man. No. There's an Invisible Man on first. <laughs> I don't know. I always call it the Ghost Runner, too. Ghost so, Runner, yeah. 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 And if, if there's a ground ball and a guy in the outfield catches it, touches second mm-hmm. before the guy who hit it gets to first, yep. the guy in second is out. Mm-hmm. So, And then if you threw it to the pitcher after that, before the guy running gets to first, it's a double play. Did you ever get into scraps? Did you ever get into scraps as oh, kids? Oh, 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 where you're like, no, no, no. Yeah. He was safe. He was on. He was good. He was touching the bag. Well, Don't you think this is how country Joe West learned to umpire? Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, no, the thing I always loved was uh, with my neighbors, whenever we would do this, our arguments would always be, how fast was the ghost runner? Yeah, right. <laughs> was it a double play? No, he, he made it a second before you got the second. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. I mean, we, that's what you loved as a kid was being able to, you know, have that imagination. Because it wasn't just about playing the game. It was like having the imagination. Like, he's stealing, he's stealing. Or, you know, yeah. get the ball back in the pitcher's hand, you know. Well, now kids don't have the imagination. They sit there with their uh, devices. Their computers. they can see the guy stealing. And mm-hmm. they can have... Uh, uh, you know, whoever it is, Alex Avila, throw down to second base. And, <laughs> did and you ever, yeah, back in the day, did you ever, like, build your perfect lineup? Like, of course. Yeah, yeah. But they were all Tigers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, for for me, you know. Really? It was, it was Dick McAuliffe mm-hmm. and Norm Cash, uh, Willie Horton, sure. Al Kaline. Yeah. Um, let's think. Uh, do you Don Words. You do bleed orange and, and uh, blue, well, you know. You know uh, I grew up in a town where we didn't have any sports teams mm-hmm. other than the Tigers. Right. Right. I was, what, four years old. Mm-hmm. Right. 
seven was wow. when the Lions won the championship. So I was <laughs> not four, a Super Bowl people, not a Super Bowl. I was I was four years old. Yeah. I never knew the Lions could play football. <laughs> and the Lions had some great players. They just sure. never had a team. Nope. Right. You, um, you know something interesting though. We talk about, you know, when we were younger and the uh imagination we had with playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Maybe more kids will come back to that because, you know, the sand a lot. It's coming back as a I TV heard, show. Yeah, I heard that. Mm-hmm. And just you need to still see the original oh, yeah, Sandlot. Right. I've seen parts, parts of, of it. it. That's mm-hmm. the movie where the ball goes over the fence mm-hmm. and the big dog takes yeah. it, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, there was some but, stuff in it I didn't want my son to see. There was some junk that was a sure. little off-color. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah. but then there's also some stuff about, you know, when you go to the swimming pool area uh-huh. and, you know, you're that one guy that pretends to drown. And, and then you, yeah, then you yep. see if the lifeguard, the cute little lifeguard, really knows her CPR training. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the off-color stuff you were talking about? No, I, I think there was some other stuff, too. Just yeah. some kind of crude things. Yeah. Uh, that supposedly all boys do, and I hope my son doesn't do. Well, not a spoiler alert, because I, mean, I know you'll eventually see the, the movie, but just a question for you, Ethan, since you've actually seen it. At the end of the movie, the two, I guess, prominent characters, mm-hmm. um, you know, Smalls and... and, and uh, uh, Ed, um, Benny. Wow, have I ben, seen? Ben, Benny. 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 Yeah, Benny. Benny the Jet. Jet. Um, Rodriguez. So Benny becomes, Benny the prominent, the more seasoned uh, kid who plays baseball really well, you know, runs fast. He has the radio, you know, flyers and everything. He's got everything. He can hit the ball. He can pitch. He can catch. Um, and Those small, are PF flyers. Oh, PF flyers. Did yes. I say radio flyers? Is that a wagon? I think that's a it wagon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Smalls becomes... Uh, the Dodgers radio, like mm-hmm. the the broadcast, you know, the announcer, yep. and um, Benny becomes Benny. an actual Dodger, and he's playing in the major, and league. he's stealing home. Right. So the premise of the TV show is that they're all grown up, and this takes place like in the '80s, so they'll be like in their 30s. I think that's what they said. How are they going to replay? So. So I, I, I see and the original okay. cast is coming back this, to play their characters. Yeah. So this is what I question because. At the end of the first movie, uh-huh. you know, before we get even to that scene of Smalls being the Dodgers announcer, right. they kind of tell you what happens to every they character. They do. They do. So they I have mean, to play to that. I you mean, would what's feel his like. face? Uh, Yaya, mm-hmm. you know, disappears when it comes to the disco era. Yeah. Like, he just <laughs> disappears. Um, but no, I got another kind of slight issue with this because there was a Sandlot too, a Sandlot yeah, three, yeah, and we in don't both and both those. of those other Sandlots, um, original characters come back. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the last one or the I think it was like number three, you got mm-hmm. Benny coming back. Yep. You had Squints in mm-hmm. two and three, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how are they going to tie this TV show, you know, into? What the what, movies have what, already revealed. Right. Well, here's here's a spoiler alert for you. The writers won't really care. Well, that, They're going to write what they want to write. I hope that they stick with baseball, though, because <laughs> the movie, The Sandlot, was very baseball-oriented. Now, granted, it had a wonderful story about, you know, a kid friendship. wanting friendship, and baseball was the reason why they all came together and, and played in The and Sandlot. You, and you don't take chewing tobacco before you go on roller coasters. No. And <laughs> anybody who says there's a double dog dare or, you know, <laughs> you kind of have to, like, go with and take that seriously. Now, I thought like that was contract. the Christmas story that had the double dog. Dare. No, there was a double. There was, du- there there was, was a there double was a, dare. Yeah, there was something. 
right? Like the, the double dog yep. dare and mm-hmm. Christmas story was the kid. Oh, I'm, I'm getting from Tony. It was a triple dog. Oh, oh, I'm so, oh how in, can in, anybody okay. refuse that? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. in you, the Tony. Christmas story, that's the famous one where the guy, yeah, the, the kid puts yeah, his tongue on the frozen post and he gets it stuck in the fire department. And now there's a saying, though. That you know, these days will get highly frowned upon. For never, never, ne- no, never oh. say to any other man or woman, "You throw like a girl." Oh, that or one you play too. ball yeah. like a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that won't go over well these no. days. As I've mentioned before, one of the best players I ever got to coach, I had the privilege of coaching, was a girl, hmm. and she was, without a doubt, for several years with these guys, the best player on the team. In fact. And I won't mention names, but we were in a playoff game in, I think, the fifth grade or sixth grade. And we had uh, not as good a team as the team we were playing. But somehow in the last inning, we were up by a couple runs. A kid comes to the plate who had hit a home run earlier in the game. A couple guys on. Another home run's going to win it for them. And my co-manager, who's also my family physician, says to me, well, win or lose, we should go with our best player. And we bring this young lady in, and she blows this guy away. Three pitches, and he's done. <laughs> That's one of my favorite my favorite memories of baseball. Yeah. And it wasn't even professional baseball. It was, it was like Little League. Sure. It was wonderful. Hey, speaking of baseball, I, I'll be remiss if I don't mention our brand new sponsor. Oh, yeah. This episode is sponsored. By the MI or My Bat Company mm-hmm. at MIBatCo.com. These bats are custom made. If you need a bat for a uh, for an event, you want to give you want to give bats to so, yeah. to players on your team mm-hmm. as a memorial, yeah. something to remember a season by. They'll make a bat for you. Yeah, they'll they'll have it engraved with the player's name and number. And maybe maybe a little saying from the team. That's really nice. Uh, I have a friend who who swings one of these in a league I play in, and mm-hmm. this is a it's a fifty five and over league, and this guy is well over fifty five. Sure. He swings a thirty five. I'll bet a thirty four, maybe even a thirty six ounce bat. It's a club. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll make it to your specifications. A lot of high school players these days are playing in wood bat leagues, not necessarily during their high school. Uh, season, sure. But after the season and in tournaments, mm-hmm. you can have a bat made to your specifications, something that feels like you're used to with your metal. Bat. Oh, definitely. And it'll also make you a better hitter swinging with wood. It will because that sweet spot isn't as big as the metal bat. Yep. And they also teach you that and uh, spot, sometimes batting gloves really help. You know, <laughs> I, and, and MI bat clubs also also does batting gloves. Yeah, oh, they that's do batting awesome. Gloves. They they do and a bunch of stuff. They have recently come out with hats and jerseys. Fantastic. And they also have a line of rings to memorialize your season. Oh, that's really cool. So you might want to call Scott Yaki. Mm-hmm. Talk to him about what you what, what prices look sure. like, mm-hmm. what you'd like to have, and and you know maybe for even for some uh, some volume. Yeah, you know, if your whole team did something, you might get a, a nice discount. Sure, mention us so he'll know you saw us. You, yeah, you heard about him mm-hmm. on the radio. Yep, not really. Sure, on the TV, not really. No, nope. on the internet yep. with us. Mybatco.com. 
That's awesome. Scott Yaki. We'll make sure to post that on our Facebook uh, yep. page, on our Twitter page, and we'll... Uh, yeah, we'll make sure that uh, we keep promoting because that's a that's a good company right there. It's a really nice quality company. Well, speaking of wood bat, major leaguers and minor leaguers have to play with wood bat. Mm-hmm. There's some guys that were in major league camp that are no longer in major league camp this week mm. for our Tigers. Okay. So to minor, uh, back to the minor league camp, as we mentioned on our last show, mm-hmm. is Casey Mize. Yes. Casey Mize, the Tigers' top prospect. I would imagine Casey Mize will end up in Lakeland at high A. Really? Uh, he's probably worthy of being at Erie. He probably won't be in Lakeland for long. He's right. going to, yeah. He'll be in Lakeland until it warms up in Erie. Sure. They don't want to mm-hmm. risk that. No, long. yeah, yeah. Uh, Eduardo Jimenez mm-hmm. has gone down. Uh, Eduardo Paredes, another high, highly touted guy yep. in, their, in their system. Yep. And. We all remember Dowell Lugo from last year, Lugo. who had a chance to be the Tigers' second baseman this year, mm-hmm. but just wasn't ready. No. Well, I, I think I think he still has a chance this year. It depends on how you know he does at AAA to start off uh, sure. this minor league season, yep. and you know depending on if uh, Harrison is going to be a you know a tradable player at the deadline. I yeah, man, I just I, I know you don't like that. Corey. I don't like I don't like hearing it. I know it's basically what we're doing and how we're gonna be playing around with it, but. Uh, the biggest thing for me is that I really hope that we're doing well enough that we either get really good calls in from other teams wanting these players that we're just bolsting for literally the next season, season three with Gardner, or we're doing so well that there doesn't necessarily need to be a trade. I know that's not the thing. I know we're rebuilding, and I know it's like a shot in the dark for us. But remember Minnesota a couple of years ago? I mean, they were kind of rebuilding. They came off of a 100-loss season. Well, could the Tigers be good this year? I think they're going to be. I think a lot of people are, are putting them last in the Central just because it's uh, they know it's a rebuild season. We have a lot of young players. But I'm looking at Jacoby Jones. I'm looking at these other, these other players that have had a couple of seasons now under their belt, and they're looking good. They're getting the fundamentals down. Gardenhire is getting them ready, and... I know we're a little bit more ways out, probably a couple more years before they could really be in contention for the AL Central, but I think it's going to be faster than a lot of people think. Well, talk to me about this, because Ron Gardner, a great manager, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yep. Let's look at the lineup of what they could have, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Who's going to lead off? Uh, Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison. Harrison. Finally actually have a leadoff hitter. Candelario second? I would, I would guess that Candelario would probably play second. If it's not well, Candelario, Jacoby? It, could, it could be Christian Stewart. Okay. Well, do, well, do we want speed right. well, on the bags let's right just, away? Let's just do this. Candelario, uh-huh. good hitter, good uh-huh. power hitter, has sure. potential. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a great batting average last year. Nope. The guy has, has some real potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing third base pretty well. Miguel Cabrera? Yep, obviously. The guy's got good potential, huh? Yeah. Miguel Cabrera? <laughs> sure. Well, here's the thing. Do we put him right there? Well, Castellanos in, in. can bat behind him. Mm, okay. You can flip those guys Cleaning either up. way. You want, yeah, you S- can flip him. See, the- that's why I would be putting Stewart at two and not Candy at three. I want Stewart to see pitches he can hit. Yeah. And with Cabrera batting right behind him. You're going to get You're, he's you're gonna, not going to pitch around him. He's okay, get so now pitches. we have Stewart in the lineup. Mm-hmm. So we're down. That, that's five batters, right? Yep. With Castellanos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six. 
Goodrum? Uh, I put, I would, if, he, if he's DHing that day, he okay. won't. He won't be Hicks. Hicks. Will. I would. Pay, I nah. see. This is where it comes into play. Griner's your everyday catcher, mm-hmm. but Hicks might so be your DH. Hicks will either be first base or DH or bat or catching a game or two. You know, mm-hmm. so it depends. A, are you facing a lefty or a righty? Okay. Because yeah. with Goodrum being a Just, switch hitter. Go with me okay. here for a minute. Okay. <laughs> All right. Listen to the skip. Jacoby Jones going to bat last? No. He's probably going to bat eighth. I don't, I don't know. I could see him as a nine hole. Okay. Speed at the top and then bottom. Then Mercer, eighth? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we got one more slot to fill. Uh, Who are we leaving out? First base, second base, third base, shortstop. So what oh, you Griner. Griner. Yeah. Grayson, okay. yeah, Grayson Griner. Or maybe Jake Rogers. We'll see. And uh, not for okay. a little while. Do you like it? Can that light up hit? I think so. What if not, we went, not long ball, but I think. What if we went out uh-huh. and got one more free agent that could hit? Okay. One more guy sure. that can hit with some authority mm-hmm. and doesn't strike out 180 times a season. Who are you thinking? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, but there's, they're out there. There yeah. are a lot of free agents out there. Oh, yeah. Give me somebody, one more guy that can hit, mm-hmm. and one more pitcher, either a relief pitcher or a starter, that can fill in. If it's a starter, you move one of these guys. Maybe it's Norris. I think I it's going to have to be Norris. I don't know who it is to the bullpen. Yeah. Suddenly, this doesn't look so bad. No. Not at all. It doesn't look terrible. I'm looking at a good, like, with what you had for a good process, if we can find a good hitter and then another starting pitcher, I'm looking at 80 games this season. Well. I'm looking at 80 games. That's a lot, I know. but I know Minnesota surprised us over the last few years, uh-huh. and it didn't look like they had much. Nope. But they have good management. Mm-hmm. They've found some prospects sure. that, that seem to work. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm a homer, right? Sure. I want them to be good, good all the time. I know, I know we have some guys in the minor leagues that are gonna, they're gonna come up and they're gonna be decent. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's 2021 before we go out and get a name free agent or sure. two to, to really fill in the ranks. But I, I like our second baseman. I like Harrison. Yeah, yeah. I like Mercer. These are steady, decent guys up the middle. Jacoby Jones is going to turn into a very, very good center fielder. Man, if that guy can learn to hit. Mm -hmm. And who knows, the guy I've been picking on, you know, Ronnie Rodriguez (laughs) has hit with some power here in the spring. He may end up being decent. Now, let me ask you a question real quick that, uh, you know, with... From a manager's position, not a player's position anymore, because you're our skip and we have to ask our skip. So what what in a season like this for Garden Hire, what's the mentality? What's your I guess um your 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 the way that you handle your players? Do you have this go out there and win or still baby kind of coddling in a way of just being I don't, able I don't to, think it's coddling. No, well, just being soft with them. Not not saying you guys have to win, you know, you know, 80 games this year or, da, 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 or get on them because they, they didn't leg out, you know, a ground ball or, you know, something like that. I've watched a little bit of of what Garden Hire, you know, it's it's stuff that's okay, sure. you know, I'm sure, but I've I've watched him in practice in in Florida, mm-hmm. and some of the you know the way he handles a practice. Sure, these guys are pretty loose. Yeah, of course. But they're doing a lot of stuff that has to do with fundamentals. Right. And uh, you know who knows? Uh, I, I think I think they're two players away 
mm-hmm. from maybe being an 80-win sure. season, like no, you yeah. say. I think they need another guy who can consistently get the bat on the ball. Of course. And they need another pitcher that can either be a frontline pitcher or or a middle reliever that, you know, a la, uh, who was the guy I loved during the 68? Daryl Patterson. Daryl Patterson, Somebody yep. like that. Sure. You look, you look back at that 68 season, Daryl Patterson would come in in the middle of the game when they needed it, mm-hmm. and he'd hold him in there. Sure. You know, and he never got that much credit for it, I don't think. No, he didn't. Speaking of that 68 season, we have a guest with us today. Okay. Who loved those 68 Tigers, I think. Guy's name is Jerry Lewis. He is the the director, the leader, the president. I don't know what his title is, <laughs> but he runs the Detroit Tiger Fantasy Camp, awesome. to which I've been 13 times. Oh, yeah. And I've had a magnificent time every time. Welcome, Jerry. Glad Thank to have you. you. Good to be here with you guys. Hi, Jerry. Love well, talking baseball. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we do here. <laughs> mainly. Mainly. Mainly baseball. Sometimes we talk about movies. Sometimes we talk about food. But today we're talking about baseball, and you know I wore my I wore my Tiger stuff in your honor. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. I think I bought this at Fantasy Camp. Well, that's uh, and we've known to sell a few things there. <laughs> I've got my Jack Jack's Place uh, little button here oh, yeah. mm-hmm. in honor of uh, Jim Price, mm-hmm. our announcer, and uh, Jerry. Um, we know that uh, it's a labor of love what you do, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge baseball fan, born in Detroit, love the Tigers. Always wanted to be a baseball player, just like the rest of the campers. Yeah. So it's my thing. <laughs> but I got a you know chance to kind of get into it from the other side. Sure. In 1984, of all years, is our first camp. Pretty good year to start. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Great year. Great year. And we featured that 1968 team at the fantasy camp. Our first year, so uh, that was a tremendous cast of former Tigers to have there. When you can get uh, K-Line and Lolich and Horton, and of course, uh, having Jim Price as a partner didn't hurt. Sure, yeah, yeah Jim's a great <laughs> I think, man. I think if I was born in right, I was born in '86, so I was just missed the mark on that one. <laughs> but if I was around for '84, I think I'd be crying if I walked into fantasy camp and saw all of them. Just well, a little bit. '68 was a pretty special year. I was uh, 15 years old when they won. I remember running home from school. Mm-hmm. Mom would have uh, lunch sitting on the uh, this little table, little fold-out deal that could sit in front of the TV mm-hmm. and uh, eat my sandwich and watch Lolich pitch. It was great. Wow. It, it, you know, the, the cool thing for me, of course, you know, uh, it was a business opportunity, uh, but really the cool thing when you say it's a labor of love is these were my heroes. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that in 1968, heck, I was already in college, but <laughs> it was my team. And the year before, we should have won in 67, yes. mm-hmm. and we didn't. And here we pull it off in 68 in such phenomenal fashion, Lolich winning the three games, uh, Northrop hitting the triple. Uh, it just was phenomenal. And now you take it forward uh, 16 years, and here they all are uh, in good health. Here they all are fairly young, yeah. and they're at, at at this fantasy camp, this this new thing I put together with Jim Price. It, it was incredible. <laughs> I, had a, I had to pinch myself as much as any of the campers that they were all there. Well, Jerry, the first year I went, I was starstruck. You know, I can remember uh, one of my coaches was Dick Trzewski. This was, you know, 
over 20 years ago now, oh, my yeah. first time I went. So here I am. Trzuski was coaching third base for Sparky, right? <laughs> so here I am. I'm rounding for uh, second base. I'm coming into third, and trzuski has got his hands up telling me to stop. I was felt like I was in a dream. <laughs> you were. <laughs> you were. Yeah. It, it, it's just it's uh, just been an unbelievable labor of love. I've been so blessed to do this for thirty six years. It's I I can't believe how fast those years have gone. And of course, uh, you know, ultimately to work for the Tigers and uh, to be blessed to be there and. Uh, this this past year uh, was our 62nd Detroit Tiger fantasy game. Wow, that's that's unbelievable. It more, is. more than a year of my life in Lakeland. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, it's got to be a labor of love because you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know how hard it, I know it's hard work, but I, I know that you are thrilled to have this job. And I would, I have been thrilled every time I've been to camp. You do such a great job. Well, tell, tell us about the camp. Tell mm-hmm. us how long it is, where it is. Good. Well, uh, next year's camp, uh, the uh, 37th year in our 63rd camp, will be January the 27th to February the 3rd in Lakeland. Uh, the price of the camp is uh, $3,550. Mm. And if somebody's interested, it's 313 313- Four seven one twenty five fifty. That's my phone number. I'll be there tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Uh, I love going to Comerica Park, uh, of course. But the camp really, the the central idea was to make everybody feel like they're a major league player yeah. for a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first uh, thing in that equation is let's have sixteen, eighteen, twenty actual former Tigers there uh, to teach baseball, to play the big game with the campers, mm-hmm. and uh, to to be the coaches. And what we do is we put everybody on a team, and the team's playing a little seven or eight game tournament during the week, two games a day, seven inning games. We do the pitching. Our average guy is about 50 years mm-hmm. old, but they can, you know, live their dream. Mm-hmm. We're wearing the real Detroit Tiger home uniform. That beautiful old English D. Old English D. And we give the road to everybody. So when you're playing in a game, one's wearing home, one's wearing road. Oh, wow. We uh, we play night baseball one of the nights, which is very cool. We have an autograph night. We have a picture day. And we eat in the same cafeteria that the Tigers eat in while they're eating in while spring training. Mm -hmm. So we try to make it as realistic as possible. We're playing at Tiger Town, which is the uh, four-diamond complex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're dressing in the brand-new locker rooms that were just built. You know, they did this huge addition down there. We're playing on That's beautiful. Yeah. they got an astroturf astroturf field now to play on. So uh, that's very cool. Um, We're playing hardball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are some certain camper rules because we want to make sure that the, you know, few guys that maybe can throw the ball 75 miles an hour pitching every (laughs) inning. Or if you hit a ground ball through the infield, it's a base hit, Mm -hmm. even if you can't run to first base. So 
That's really have, nice. Yeah. You, you know, no a, spikes up when you're coming into uh, second. Oh, you know, no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> That'd be a serious fine in kangaroo court. Yeah. <laughs> every, every morning there's a kangaroo court. Tell us about kangaroo court. What's that? Well, kangaroo court is a, an old major league uh, thing teams have done for years and years. It's a fining process uh, for the, the players. In our, uh, in our uh, case, it's uh, fining the campers. Uh, maybe they're running off the field when there's only two outs, or maybe they forgot to take their label off their hat. But it's a fining system that the big league clubs use sure. to kind of uh, control the clubhouse sometimes. And we use it in a fantastic, hilarious manner because the guy that runs this is 1968 pitcher for the uh, world champion Tigers, John Warden. Now, truthfully, John Warden, I, I didn't know him very well. I know he was on the team mm -hmm. at the, during those 16 years. I kind of forgot about him, and he wasn't on our original list of, of people we had. Of course, we're going to control how many Tigers we have down there because we have to pay them to be there. I know yes. that's mm -hmm. shocking, but yep. we do <laughs> have to pay them to be there. So we had uh, controlled our list of uh, former Tigers mm -hmm. up until 1993 when we did a 25-year reunion wow. of that team, and it was also our 10th year in the fantasy camp oh, business. that's fantastic. So we invited everybody. That's fantastic. The coaches and mm -hmm. all the players. And what a, we had an unbelievable camp. And we had two weeks in 1993. We sold both of those weeks out. And John Warden was hilarious. He was unbelievable. I kept saying to myself, how did I miss this guy? And Price would say, well, he was 21 years old when we won. He didn't say a word. <laughs> yeah. So now yeah. all of a sudden he, he has this phenomenal outgoing personality. So kangaroo court's a great way to to have a few laughs sure. in the morning and give a, a, few, a little instruction to everybody mm. what we're going to do during the day. And, yeah. and what do you do with the money? This is good. Oh, well, the, the money is donated to charity. In, in the, Currently, we're giving this money to the Tiger Foundation. Good. That's fantastic. We, we always have donated the money to charity. That's really and, nice. Uh, it's, it's, and again, it's a controlled fine system. Yeah, they're two, big fines, a dollar. Two dollars, <laughs> <Right>. a dollar, <laughs> yeah. you know, 50 cents. You get a credit if you turn somebody in. So, you know, if you see something that's hilarious, you you get a credit. So yeah. it's and we donate that to the Tiger Foundation. It was very very cool. That's wonderful. Very nice. yeah. yeah. Well, John Warden, I think only pitched that one year. Yeah. What a blessing! If you're going to pitch one year in the big leagues, what a team to be on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and Warden's funny. Wears the powdered wig and the robe and the whole shot, and everybody gathers around and it's a highlight of the camp. I think every morning. Finding out who screwed up the worst. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. It is. It is a. It's a very cool thing, uh, and it just again another, another part of the camp that uh, is, is you know there's one activity after another. I mean just just to go around the room and and every autograph night now we bring Mickey Lolich in and Mickey is not in perfect health if you've seen him. Uh, uh, at uh, when they did the 68 reunion. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to participate on a full-time basis, sure. but he loves the camp. He loves to be there. And he's at autograph night. And Willie Horton, uh, of course, has been at every single camp ever held. So he's been at all wow. 62 camps. And when you've got Al Kaline, 
uh, last year with Al at the, well, the year before this, we did a 50th anniversary of the 68 team, and K-Line was fantastic. He was at every event. He spent a ton of time with the campers, and just, you know, we were just blessed. But then you take it forward, even, to Craig Monroe mm-hmm. and, you know, Todd Jones yes. and the Mike Maroth and uh, Robinson and uh, Joel Zamaya. Yeah. Holy cow, Joel Zamaya. <laughs> yeah. I, I called him a couple years ago. He said, well, you know, I'm not sure I could throw the ball. Okay. So, but yeah, I'll come to camp. He never stopped pitching. Of course. Yeah, he doesn't realize he doesn't have to throw it yeah, 100 miles an hour anymore. Right. He's too fast. Yeah. So he, he, he pitched batting practice all the time, and he was great. So these new guys that are, you know, finishing their careers, and in, in a couple of cases, when I call them up and just, you know, and I might have met them during their playing career, and they'll go, oh, the dreaded call from the fantasy camp director, I know my career's over. So it, 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 it's great for me because I get to, to, to meet all these guys. Yeah. And they're still, I mean, they're major league players. They're, they're great guys. But you see, you see a lot of these, these you know, former ball players, and they take a lot of pride in wearing the old English D. I mean, they, they love their time here, especially the, you know, some of the newer guys and obviously some of the uh, you know, older players and everything. But yeah. you see it. You see it in their, their, the way that they just love you know, the city of Detroit and how they played here and you know, Seymour's back, so that's, you know, now he's broadcasting and everything. So well, one, of, one of the things that happens at Fantasy Camp is there's a there's a gentleman, I think Mark Salome still does it, doesn't he? Does. He? he takes video of you. Uh, there's a, a, a guy who does still photography mm-hmm. whose name I should know. He's a friend of mine, uh, but escapes me right now. Rick Dupler. Rick Dupler, that's right. <laughs> so we've got a little bit of Mark's video okay. that we're going to show right now to our, our audience. And uh, we'll be back with Jerry in just a few minutes. Jerry, are you comfortable? Yeah, well, I'm fine. I'm just sure. Yeah, yeah, we can raise that chair. But for the uh, 1984 World Series uh, baseball team, we made Detroit proud of us. So bless you boys, 1984. All right, nice deep breath. Great to be at Tiger Town. Competition was uh, everybody did their best, and it, it was a great week.
guys. Awesome. She's sitting on the bench, meat gazing, all the guys. <laughs> And now, 30 years later, we're looking for a new championship. could you not want to do that <laughs> hey it looks great <laughs> it's it's a riot I, I made myself some notes i mean lou whitaker was there uh steve kemp frank tanana mickey lolich all really wonderful people that i've gotten to meet a couple of which i've gotten to know okay you know mickey used to come out to some ball games we'd play sit on the bench and make fun of us some of the campers would get together on saturdays and play at the old Bentley High School in Livonia. And uh, Mickey comes sit on the bench, make fun of us. And I'd say, why don't you go out and pitch? He said, I don't have a glove. Well, I'm left-handed. I gave him my glove. We couldn't get him off the mound. What a wonderful man. Yeah. And I, I, I have some stories about Mickey I'll tell in uh, future weeks that uh, show just how wonderful that guy is. He didn't get enough credit from the press, I'm sure. He, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Hall There's of no fame. doubt. Well, uh, Jerry... Uh, how many more of these are you going to do? <laughs> oh, uh, well, you know, uh, that's a good question. As many as the Tigers will let me. That's good. As long as I'm uh, doing it in a quality way and uh, people are enjoying it as much as they mm -hmm. seem. Well, we've put up your uh, the website to the Fantasy Camp page. We realize you're in the process of updating it for next year. Yep. Uh, we've got your phone number on the screen. But why don't you give your phone number out again? 313 471 Two five five zero. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna move on with our show, but we want you to stay with us and make comments on our stupidity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had Ethan make a list of our top ten prospects from 2015, and where are they now? Yeah, okay. you know, we haven't heard of many of these guys, right? Yeah. Well, Byron sure. Buxton, I know, is yeah. with Minnesota. Uh -huh. well, yeah. Well, here we go. Number one that year was Byron Buxton, outfielder from the Minnesota Twins. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's on this list, and he's number one, and unfortunately, he's kind of a letdown on this list really? of people. Well, he was really? hurt last year, I mean, in, in all fairness. When we get through this list, I think we'll understand why. Sure. Uh, number two on the list is shortstop Addison Russell of the Chicago Cubs. He does a good job. 250 yeah, batting I think, average. I think he's good. I would take that out of a shortstop yeah. if he's a good shortstop. I mean, great defensively, good offense. Definitely, you know? yeah. Yeah, number three. We jumped to another guy who was hurt last year, but Carlos Correa of Houston. Oh, he's no mm -hmm. good. Oh, yeah. No, that guy's oh, fantastic. Jeez. Fantastic. I tell you, they have had some great drafts in Houston. 
They did it right. Yeah. They, did they did the right. they did the rebuild right. Let's see if they have a long time. But they have I think a guy. Right. They have a guy that used to pitch here too. His name escapes me. Uh, Justin. Oh, uh, Justin Verhollander. I all I know is he's married to Kate Upton. That's the important part of this whole story. Yeah, Verlander. Um, you know, he. What can you say? He's going to have to come pitcher. back to Michigan eventually because but the Upton family lives in Michigan. Sure. So it's like true point. Justin, you're still a Michigander. Oh, you just live in Houston now. It's okay. got, <laughs> that means he's got to be a Tigers fan when he retires, right? right? I think he always will. Hall of Fame. He better go on with the D. Yeah, they've I think got, so. They've got Korea. They have Bregman. Who else do they have there? They Altuve. 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 Springer out in center Unbelievable. field. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable lineup there. Yep. And then there's Francisco Lindor. We never see him because he plays for Cleveland. Yeah, but man, does he have a glove. Oh, man. It seems like we're playing him every week. Yeah. <laughs> guy, I like his mentality, though. That guy can rake, too. Yeah, can yeah. He? I can, and I like the way he plays, and he's uh, he's... He doesn't seem to really get too irked about how uh, something's going or the way that he's going. He just kind of picks himself back up and gets back out on the field. So yeah, I'm then, okay with them, even though the Cubbies, he plays for the Indians. Cubbies okay. have a guy, Chris Bryant. Third oh, base. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's great. Do you remember when Chris Bryant was coming out of, you know, out of the minors? Out of the minors? Yeah. It was such a big deal. I mean, like, everybody I mean, wanted. It's, but it's also the same kind of thing with, you know, we talked about last mm-hmm. week with. That uh, that clause, you yep. know, about players being under contract sure. for six years. Yep. He was held back, you know, a few weeks so that they could get that extra year out of him. Mm-hmm. Same thing that might be happening to Vlad Guerrero Jr. We'll see. It's all about waiting. That's for another patience. Here's a guy who, uh, you know, he's with the White Sox, but I don't remember him because the White Sox were so bad last year. <laughs> Lucas Giolito. Yeah, when they, when this list came out, he was uh, with the Washington Na- Washington Nationals, though. Okay. Um, I think he was acquired in the trade for Joaquin Soria. Yeah. Oh, to, is that the? Okay. Yeah. I had to look it up. Six thirteen ERA last year. Yeah. At, at one point, this guy was considered to be the best right-handed pitching prospect. Uh, well, who knows? He's. Hasn't quite as he doesn't beat us up. Yet. Who knows? In the, in the a, a Roger season. Craig may come along and make this guy what everybody expected him to be. Sure. Uh, Corey Seager, another guy who mm-hmm. can't play. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable player. Great player. Unfortunate yeah, injury he was last, hurt last year. year. Yeah. But he'll be back this year. You I watch. Think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tough, he he tough definitely player. is better than his brother, and his brother is a great player. Mm-hmm. Another guy I, I don't know much about, Dylan Bundy from Baltimore. 545 ERA, 141 whip. Of course, you can't look at wins and losses when you're with the Orioles. Kind of like, <laughs> kind, of, kind of like the Tigers. You know, when they're 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 in a mode where sure. it's time to rebuild. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I don't know much about this guy. The the numbers don't sound real good. But who knows if there's defense behind him? Yep. He did have Manny Machado behind him, but you know, that no, didn't go. No need to hustle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Noah Syndergaard. Another guy. Another a guy. Bust. What a bust! This oh, guy. Yeah. I tell you what, man. He looks like he looks like Joey Baseball Monticello. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the curls. I was just gonna say though, Corey. Do you talk about him on uh, Geek Came It Weekly, Mister Thor over Mr. here? Mister Thor with the hammer. Yeah, yeah. We talk about him quite a bit. He scares the living daylights out of me. He's just a tall, all-around pitcher that has. Some something in his back pocket every pitch, and you know, well, and, he, and he makes that 100 mile an hour fastball look effortless. He does lightning bolts. He is Thor. He throws lightning bolts at him. It's just, and he can hit. That's the crazy thing is he can hit too. 
Uh, I, I, you know, it, fantasy camp pitching is the fastest I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> and then last on our list of the top 10 from 2015, Julio Urias. Oh, very nice. Who I am looking forward to this season. Left-handed pitcher, he's got to be good. Left-handed, sure. He's he's. I think he was hurt too, right? Yeah, he only he's pitched been, a little he's, bit. He last had year. an injury, uh, I believe, the year this uh, top ten prospect list came out. Okay. Then he came back a year later. I think he was called up, got injured again. Mm-hmm. So he's been a little bit injury prone. But when he's on, he's on, and you saw that in the postseason sure. last he year. Did, yeah. He did pitch three innings last uh, in the in the World Series. Yep. Uh, gave up one run, faced eleven batters, three innings. That's you know one run. That's a mm-hmm. a three ERA. That's not bad for a guy coming out of the pen, which I, we know he did. You know nowadays I'll take a three ERA uh, over anything. Well, on the top, yeah. on the <laughs> top, is not bad. On the top one hundred list, there were two Tigers. Mm. One was Daniel Norris, who at the time was with the Toronto Blue Jays, number thirty four. Yes. Living out of a van. I think he still lives out of his van. Down by the river? Down by the river. (laughs) But he's had had some injuries. You you know, we Mm -hmm. saw, you know, the the game he was injured in where he hit the home run. Was that against the Cubs? That was. Yeah. He broke the scoreboard, actually, during batting practice. You saw what a great athlete this guy is and can be. I I truly hope he gets healthy and we see what we have here. Here's the thing: he shapes be his, he grows his beard out before each season, like during you know, and goes and photography and you know, lives by the beach and surfs and uh, cuts down trees and you know, lives off of fruits and berries, <laughs> and then he cuts his beard like before the season starts. Maybe if he keeps the beard this you year, you think the beard is the, the beard, power? Well, it worked for a lot of players. You know, it worked out in San Francisco. I think 90% of their players eventually grew a beard after they saw the beard. <laughs> I don't think it's the beard. I don't I don't know. Jabba Chamberlain had a heck of a beard. And yes, he, he did. He was off and on and off and on. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's a 162-game season. Yeah. If, if your body went through what those guys' body goes through, yeah. you'd have ups and downs, too. Oh, sure. The guys yeah. that are consistent all year long mm-hmm. are the ones that are amazing. Mm-hmm. Because they've been they've been fortunate. Yeah, but that's one yeah. out of like here's a hundred. Uh, one of the one one of the last times I saw Dave Bergman, he was eating with someone who was a obviously a good friend of his, a guy mm-hmm. named Pio DeSalvo, mm-hmm. who was a Tigers trainer. Mm-hmm. Those guys do a heck of a job trying to keep these guys. Yeah, on they the field. do. I tell you, you know, at Vanish Camp, we go two games a day: Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday you have a playoff. You might play three games. Wow. By the end of that week, nobody wants to play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough. Is everyone taking enough ice, till ice next baths? Year. Yeah. Right? I play MSBL. If we have three, four games in a week, I'm a hurting puppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 tough. That's tough to, uh, yeah. Well, uh, number 98 on that list was a guy named Derek Hill. I don't know whatever happened to Derek. Uh, he's still in our minor league system. <laughs> Well, still, you, you know, he, and, and where is he now? Uh, He's at Lakeland last year. Hmm. 239, 239 plate appearance, uh, 383 plate appearances, batted 239. And what I saw and what I think I liked is this guy has some speed. So who knows? He may, he may be kind of this, you know, unsung hero one of these days. Well, he, he, he did drop out of our organization's top 30 prospects this last year. So last year was a, a downfall for him. 
Let's see if he can let's, take let's hope it he back rebounds. Up. You know, we we need another J.D. Martinez, somebody that just kind of comes out of the woodwork. God, that would be nice. Or can maybe just get J.D. back, you know. And then here's, some, <laughs> here's somebody I want to mention. Okay. Because I've really ripped on this guy, and it's not fair. <laughs> Ronnie Rodriguez in spring training has hit three home runs. Hmm. I think he might be leading the team in home he, runs. He how many strikeouts has he had so far? He, he has. only has six. Really? That's not bad. But how many plate appearances has he had? Uh, uh, 23. That's how many, not how bad. many walks? 23. Oh, he said 23 at bats. He's at one walk, so he's had 24 plate appearances. That's, that's not bad. That's so 25% he's... of the time he has struck out. There are a lot of guys in the big leagues, that including strike out. Mike Trout, yeah. who strike out more than 25% of the time. Remember Chris Davis, for, who was with Baltimore? He struck yeah. out a lot. He was a crusher, but he I struck out we're, a lot. I thought we were talking about Chris Davis in Oakland, who also strikes out a lot. Oh, that's that they, too, pay, yeah. they pay those guys, those guys to put the ball in the seats. They do. Baseball's really changed. But, you know, there was so, a time when we valued... The three hundred plus. Hitter. Oh, of course. But do you? So, so does that right there give you a little bit of hope for Ronnie Rodriguez? Just a little. Yes. Tiny? Yeah. yeah. I'm, okay. I'm coming around. Sure. I, I think maybe they've worked with him. I think maybe he's matured. He swung at a lot of bad pitches the last last season. I mean, just. Do you think stuff, this is stuff that I wouldn't have had the guts to swing at? What, what about his fielding, though? What about what about his glove? You know, that's going to come. Okay. That's going to come. You know, if you look at the batting of both Lou and Trammell, uh-huh. their first season. They weren't setting the world on fire. No. But they had a lot of potential. Hall of Fame players. I think Lou's going to be in. Yeah. I hope someday Freehand's in. I hope they figure that out. Yeah. And, and certainly Lolich gets in. I'm going to mention this on every show. Do it. <laughs> we got to. We got to tell the people. Mickey. Yeah. The people Mickey. of Detroit already know that they should be in. This but... is on the internet. They can get this in, in yeah. New York. <laughs> With... Uh... Jerry, you don't have to comment. I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> With With Ronnie Rodriguez, though. The big thing that he switched up with his swing is he's not doing that bat waggle anymore, which I'm kind of grateful for because it's really annoying to watch with some players. But the, the, his timing, yes. yeah. Was it, was it like the I can't remember. Was it, it like the Sheffield? Like, or was it, it was like a the... very, very slow version of the Sheffield. And he stopped it. I mean, it was kind of more like the Mike Avila's where he puts it around in a circle, <laughs> and then, you know, the pitch comes, and he's like, oh, I better start swinging. Yeah, hey, yeah. nobody's going to knock it if it works. A la Dick McAuliffe. Hey, we are. You guys aren't old enough to remember. No, but we are the one sport that I think superstition holds true. Well, if if something works, no, you know. If something works for you, you keep doing it, and if it's not working for you, you keep doing it because it worked for you once. (laughs) Well, so far, baseball mainly has been working, and I haven't changed my socks since episode one. (laughs) Hey, I want to talk about uh, spotlight of guy on the farm, down on the farm. I like this guy that we got for Verlander, Jake Rogers. Mm -hmm. Great defensive catcher. Yeah. Has had some some sparks of hitting, not last year, but sure. the year before. Uh, you know, maybe whoever's working with Ronnie Rodriguez works for this with this guy, and he becomes the real deal. It'd be nice to see a catcher a, back there a again. A guy like, well, yeah. no, we. I, I, McCann was a great catcher. McCann had an arm. Alex Avila, a great catcher. Yeah. I would I don't like know to about see, Grayson Griner, but yeah. I think honestly, the all-around package when it came to catchers for the Tigers was the Rodriguez, Pudge, and yeah. that's actually something I wanted to point Maybe out. Maybe even was, Victor because he played catcher well, just for a second, yeah, for but, a little yeah, bit with but, us. But with Jake Rogers, he's got the power that sure. Pudge had. Uh huh. He's just got to be more consistent with that average at the plate, cut down on those strikeouts, be a little bit more patient. His defense is 
on point. He threw out 50 base stealers last year for a double A Erie record. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he, and he's cutting down guys that aren't slow. Sure. I mean, he's already thrown out, I believe, a few uh, this spring. Yeah. And what is he? Twenty three years old. He's, I believe, twenty. Yeah, twenty three or twenty four. Okay. Yeah, he's um, twenty three right now. Be twenty four by the uh, if, sometime it, in a April. A good catcher yeah. to me can command the field, can command, get a good leadership down there to really be able to pick either guys up or just move them, the pieces around. Because when it comes down to it, I feel like catchers are the ones that are, you know, and, the ones and, that and are really calling the game. Bases. He stole seven oh, bases yeah. at Lake Erie wow. last year. Wow. Or, not at Lake Erie. At, at Erie. Erie. So he's got a little bit of lead in his feet. Okay. Well, I think or, we I think we need to move along because we have we have a very important uh, section of the show that I know is is Ethan's favorite part of the show. It probably if Jerry's <laughs> been listening to it, I'm sure it's Jerry's favorite part of the show. <laughs> it's that famous ballpark cuisine. Yep. Yes. So what's what's on the menu okay, today? So uh, today we're taking a trip to Arizona, where the Diamondbacks at Chase Field have two uh, very popular items. Okay. The first one is the D-Bat Dog. It Good is, Lord. It is a, uh, it first debuted in 2014. It is a fan favorite. It is somewhere around 3,000 calories, and it's an 18-inch, $25 corn dog. It is stuffed with bacon, jalapeno, and gooey cheddar cheese. It is served with kettle chips, chipotle mustard, and ketchup. Ooh, how do you eat that thing? Well, it's nice. It's on a stick, so it won't be that messy. <laughs> I feel like you could use that as a bat. You know, some of the things we've had, some Boy, of the it, sandwiches. It is the bat, bat dog. dog. Yeah, some of the some of the sandwiches we've had, there's no way you could eat it at the ballpark without a bib, right? Right. I mean, it's just they're too big. Sure. This, you know, you could kind of be neat. Sure. And it's only 3,000 calories. So oh, when you oh. get this, hmm. when you get this, because of that, you want to get a diet soda with it sure. not not a nice cold beer a light beer a light beer a yeah. light beer well, a if you're a really, drinker really a light, light beer, beer. <laughs> yeah that's but that looks good i'd i'd eat i'd eat it unfortunately my <laughs> i promise i try to hold myself around 2000 calories a day i'm trying okay. not to put on any sure. weight so I, you guys would have to help me eat it. I'll take well, the if we, if we eat, stump if, if we each ate you know 6 Ascension. inches that's only what 1000 calories each Sure. Depending on what. Well, who's got, well, you got the <laughs> yeah. fries, too. And that the 3,000 add into you know, the. You know, that's, that's the part that annoys me. It talked about in the description kettle chips, and it shows French fries. French fries. Well, maybe. I, like I don't the know. Fries maybe better. it's. Maybe. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay, so well, we've got, so we've, we've got, got another item. We have Ooh. something that's more up my line. Because I, I was just going to say that. Because you guys that, keep yeah. making fun of me about the Comerica vegan hot dog. In, In case w- our audience members don't know, go back to season, to episode one. Episode one. Mm-hmm. Episode one of season one. Of uh, season one. Yeah, aren't we still on season one? Oh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> we don't want them to confuse. Sure. And uh, so this next item is the Sonoran vegan burger. Okay. Uh, it doesn't look half bad. No, it, def- I see. It, it definitely looks better than that vegan hot dog, which looked like comic books that were just uh, you know thrown in a deep fryer. <laughs> that. <yeah>. Uh, <laughs> so this is a meat-free burger uh, made up of a vegan patty, imitation pepper jack cheese, soy chorizo, chipotle veganese, cowboy caviar, guacamole, and a wheat. Bun. Oh, a wheat bun. Well, that'll make it healthy. Sure. <laughs> that and the vegan burger. Imitation pepper jack cheese. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. 
imitation no. pepper yeah. jack well, cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that'll taste better. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's very well put together. It's kind of got a Latin uh, vibe going yeah, here. Yeah, the beans are throwing me off a little bit. And the, the, you said guacamole, guacamole, guacamole. throwing me off. What's so, cowboy caviar? Is that the, more more, beans? I'm thinking that's beans. More yeah. beans. This is, a, okay. this is a very cosmopolitan dish. If you think about it, we've got imitation pepper jack. Uh-huh. We've got soy chorizo we have chipotle veganese yeah cowboy caviar guacamole it's all from all over the world it's a all-around thing and a wheat bun jerry, jerry what's your favorite thing to eat when when you go to the ballpark i mean uh, hot dog that's right <laughs> with mustard oh mustard yeah who who puts ketchup on it there you go <laughs> that's my guy Be before we uh, have to go off the air tonight um I want to speak about something that I just saw on Twitter. It's very odd, kind of disappointing. But Tom Seaver, Hall of Famer, has has uh, is stepping out of the public view for a while as he has been diagnosed with dementia. Okay. Oh, no. And uh, he got a lot of Mets players, a lot of Major yeah. League Baseball players sending out support. So us at Baseball Mainly, we are sending you some support. Amen. Uh, Mr. Seaver, mm -hmm. you know... It's never good when we age, is it? What I remember about Tom Seaver pitching for the Mets is when when he pitched, his knee got dirty. That back knee yep. was that low. Yeah. Hey, don't remember, don't forget, remember not to don't forget. Don't remember. <laughs> MI Bat Company, MIBatCo.com, sponsored this episode. Check us out on Facebook, check us out on Twitter. We'll get uh, all that information for you along with uh, Fantasy Camps on there. So, yeah. Well, for this week, for Jerry Lewis. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Corey, Sir Patrick Stewart. Make it so. And Ethan the Statman Perlman. This is Jess Monticello saying, let's play two. <laughs>